0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Running Partners with me Paul.
1: And me Alison.
0: Today we're going to talk about a topic that was suggested a few weeks ago I think by one of our listeners and that was how do you fit running in around kind of busy life, children, work, family, pets, commitments Uh, and I guess it's something we've got a bit of experience in and we've talked a little bit about it in some of the episodes but we're going to go into a bit more detail today aren't we?
1: We are, yeah.
0: Great stuff, so that's the main topic for today's episode Um, and we'll get on to that in a few minutes but before we're just going to mention a few race results and also a topic that listeners suggested. So we'll first go to the race results then Ison, so what's been happening in the last week?
1: Well last week I forgot to give a shout out to our son Jesse, our littlest son, he was a. Um, he was going to be doing the cross country the next day, so I forgot to mention him. So just to say, well done to Jesse. He did the school's cross country last Saturday? He really enjoys it. Really puts it in, doesn't he? And yeah. gets around that muddy field. So yeah, he enjoyed that. Yeah, um, it was good.
0: Funny. Yeah. Few of his few of his friends were there, so they had a, a little team, didn't they? And they did all right and yeah. seemed to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and the teacher. Makes real big effort. She's there every time, isn't she? And now
0: it's also his teacher. So that kind of his class teacher is the teacher who takes the cross-country running so a few extra brownie points for Jesse for showing up
1: yeah yeah so that was that was fun went to watch him cheer him on so he, he likes that he likes to give us a high five if he can doesn't he on the way around yeah although we were banned off the
0: course weren't we this yeah, week it was too muddy too muddy so no yeah. no no adults allowed to be screaming at, at the side <laughs> and uh, so but yeah yeah he enjoyed it
1: yeah so and the other thing I was going to say I just wanted to mention a couple of ladies that have been a massive inspiration to me Um, since I started running yeah Uh, Fiona Jeffries and Dot Kesterton they took part in the British and Irish uh, cross-country masters in Glasgow last uh, Saturday or Sunday I can't remember which now I think Fiona was wearing her England vest for the first time and I think Dot's been in the team for a while but yeah they did amazingly well I mean Fiona's just amazing at cross-country I think She was, it was sort of around seven minute mile pace she was doing, um, on that course, which is just sort of incredible mind boggling to me because I'm just kind of feel like I'm running through treacle when I'm doing cross country, but yeah, so that's amazing. Well done, Fiona. And Dot is just amazing. She's I didn't realize, but she's V70 now, so So, you know, uh, she's right. So over over 70 years old, yeah. And I've run with Dot a little bit in the past, I once did. Um, the Sheffield Way Relay with Dot, which is... What's that? It, well, it's a relay all around the perimeter of Sheffield, so it's 50 miles in total, and there are five teams, so you go in pairs, and Dot's partner had to drop out through injury at the last minute a few years ago, so I I st- stood in for her partner, but poor old Dot had to wait, keep waiting for me, <laughs> she's just way faster than me so sorry about that dot but yeah so i just wanted to mention them too because uh i love watching what they're doing and trying just trying to get somewhere near
0: brilliant well done to dot and fiona on to the on to the next race for them awesome and then i had just had a couple of people to mention so darren's been in touch and uh, Darren and Lucy are both doing the Manchester Marathon in in a few months' time. So, uh, thanks for listen, listening to the show. And Darren specifically asked about drinking during a marathon. I presume he means electrolytes, water, water <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> Although there are those weird races you can do that do incorporate like a a, a pint, glass of wine. yeah, a glass of wine or a pint <laughs> uh, every every mile. But it's not one of those. It's a Manchester Marathon. So Darren was asking about. Drinking during the race, and uh, so I think we'll we're going to do another episode uh, in the next few weeks on on the marathon. So I think we'll talk, get into the specifics of that because that is a fueling during the marathon is quite a, an interesting topic to get into and something you kind of learn a lot from yourself. So so thanks, Darren.
1: Most marathons and half marathons have water on the course, don't mm, they? And mm. I think what I would normally do is just drink a little bit every every few miles
0: yeah yeah I mean I yeah it's interesting I won't get into it too much detail now but I'm doing a half marathon weekend I mean generally I would unless it was really hot weather I think I could do a half marathon sort of without stopping for a drink if I have a bit of uh, a drink probably in the hour leading up to the start feel well hydrated and I uh, I think it's partly I. I'm not saying I couldn't do with a drink of water, probably the times I could, but it's usually towards the end. And by then, I'm thinking, I just want to get to the end of the race and I, I kind of power on. And I suppose I've found that drinking in races interrupts your breathing interrupts your flow in a marathon i think it's necessary because mm-hmm. the amount of time the dehydration you will suffer if you don't shorter races probably a personal thing isn't it whether yeah. you can manage or not i mean i've done the thing where I've I've, I've I've drank so much before the start of a race i've spent the whole race like needing a wee and that's mm. also an unpleasant yeah. Uh, sensation so so thanks Darren we will get into that uh, build develop what we've just started talking about a lot more in a future episode so before we get into the detail of today's topic let's have our usual reflection on last week's running so Alison do you want to tell us what you've been up to in the last week
1: yeah, so Monday, I didn't go running again. and um,
0: Did you go swimming? I didn't go swimming. So your swimming, your swimming sort of careers lasted yeah. all of one week.
1: Yeah, I might I might try it again, but I did take my swimming kit, and then it got to the time when the lane swimming starts. That I sounds... Thought, when
0: people say they might try... I say mm, that when someone says, do you want to come out on a night out? I say, I might, I might do. That means that yeah. I won't be going. Uh,
1: we'll see, we'll see. But, um, yeah i just i couldn't be bothered basically so i didn't go swimming um, and i didn't go running on monday but then obviously i went to the track session on tuesday this week's track session we were back to the first of the six sessions that we do yeah so this week it was long pyramid so we did 400 600 900 1,100 and then back down, so 900, 600, 400.
0: That gets complicated on the track, does it? So you have to think... Yeah. Not easy, is it, to think, oh, you know, two laps, three laps. It's like yeah. a lap and two laps and a bit or whatever. Yeah. But I guess the group helps sort that out, do they? So no one... Me- or do yeah, you mess the it group's
1: up? pretty good. So I should mention Nick, actually, because... Uh, <laughs> I said I'd mention him one time. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi, Nick. Nick, he's really good. He sort of tends to lead our group. when he knows the
0: lines that you need to well, run know, to for he that Well, he does rep. the timing. All oh, right. He,
1: he paces it really well. And um, so I just do what whatever Nick's doing and follow. So when he on. says go, you've yeah. had your 60-second recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do
0: your next 900, yeah. 1100. Yeah, so okay.
1: that that helps. But you do actually need to kind of think for yourself a little bit about where you need to stop because otherwise you're not pacing yourself correctly mm. you know so mm-hmm. it it can get confusing yeah because it was the the sorry the 7th week so i could compare it to the six previous one previously. of the cycle yeah. yeah so i did 649 pace for the entire session and previously i had done 658 pace so i've improved over 6 weeks so i've been going consistently
0: so if you keep going for every 6 weeks 6 mm. weeks you'll soon be World record yeah. marathon pace in about yeah. two years' time. Yes. so Excellent. That's good.
1: Yeah. So that was track. And okay. I, um Everyone had listened to our track yeah. podcast yeah. last week. So everyone was... Great. Uh, Excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then um, I've done a couple of easy runs since then. Um, and then this morning I went off to do my long run. So... How did that go? It was, it was good. So I did about 12 and a half miles this morning and I did a section 50 minutes, which was supposed to be at 7.30 pace. And I did 7.40 pace, but... it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. I, was, I nearly got it down to 7.39, which would have been really good. But um yeah, I didn't. So 7.40 is okay. And
0: anything over the weekend then? Um
1: I'm, Yeah, probably got a couple of runs, maybe any, a couple of easy runs maybe over the weekend. And that that'll be me done great for the week yeah what about you
0: the clown half marathon for me on sunday so i've been taking it quite easy this week so i've done four easy runs one monday tuesday wednesday thursday one of them had some short sprints in but literally eight lots of 45 second sprints a bit like strides you know so probably what would i have covered probably a couple of hundred meters or something like that in those those times and that's just to kind of keep the legs going and feel the pace that you know a bit quicker than I'll be running the half marathon, but so a little bit of effort. But now this week's really about rest and recovery and, and getting ready for the race on Sunday. So that so that's been good. So uh, I've probably done about something like 25 miles of running across those four runs, all all or say all easy pace except those strides, and then. Uh, this is something interesting i was going to ask you about i'm going to do a run tomorrow now in the past i've never really run much the day before a race because i kind of like to have a couple of days rest but my coach said that there's benefits to running the day before even if it's just for three or four miles half an hour max and i was like trying to think well what are the benefits because you you can't you know you go you're not going to improve are you're not going to improve one day before it's not like revising for a exam you can't mm. sort of cram it in all the day mm. before you know your training is your training and you've mm. done it over the last however many months and therefore you your fitness is ready and I always used to think if you went running the day before it can only deplete you um, but I've read some some uh, scientific evidence I guess around that the blood flow to the muscles within 24 hours prior to race is helpful it loosens the muscles and uh, oxygenates them and things like that. I mean, I'm no scientist. So I've probably, probably got that wrong, but there is some some actual physiological benefits. I don't know. What do you, what do you sort of think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard the same and I've been told the same before that there are physiological benefits to running the day before a race, even if it's only two miles. Like you, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I, I haven't sort of looked into that in too much detail. And to be honest, I think. I've always felt like I don't think it's going to make them much that much difference, difference to me. Mm. And I think that I've probably had this kind of uh, feeling that I need to have a rest, really, before a race. So I've always stuck with that, running on a for Thursday you. for yeah. a race on a Saturday and then having those. Sorry, a race on a Sunday. So you have
0: two days So having two, rest.
1: Two days of full mm. rest. So. You, you kind of get into habits don't you if something's worked
0: psychologically you don't want to change times, it yeah. so
1: i mean i have occasionally done that run and but i don't think that i've seen a massive difference either way so i've always sort of gone back to what i yeah. know but i think it's worth trying though isn't yeah, it i mean I that's I mean, what it's about well, isn't that's it? it and i suppose tra- trying you know, different things if
0: you're gonna have some coaching and a coach is mm, gonna give you some advice exactly it's crazy to, to yeah. sort of ignore that isn't yeah, it exactly, so, yeah. so definitely I'm going to do that tomorrow morning just probably 30 minutes three or four miles max and then do the race Sunday so going to the race with Mark, Emma and Rosie so we'll be back next week with our kind of <laughs> r- uh, race report of how the half marathon goes so yeah so that's by my running for this week so so let's get into the detail of today's topic so we're going to talk about how do you fit running around a busy life for us that's predominantly to do with Children, isn't it, mainly, but for other people, it it could be other things. It could be work, pets, relatives, elderly parents, anything that kind of is life that kind of gets in the way of doing your running. So where do you want to kick off, Alison?
1: Well, I suppose I started running when we got babies, didn't I? So I started running after we had our second son and it was really as I've mentioned before, a way of kind of getting out, losing a bit of weight, getting back in shape after having a baby.
0: I remember I entered you into that half marathon as well, didn't I, in Nottingham?
1: That was after I'd had oh, Jesse, the, oh, right, third baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs>
0: memories <laughs> to too many children. Yeah. Too many races.
1: So I think when you've got little children, there's a lot going on obviously and, you know, it's probably At that point, I was probably still on maternity leave, but you were at work. So Mm. all day I was looking after probably two children at home. Um, I don't think Beck had started school yet. And you can't can't do anything in the day, so it's always in the evening. And I think that it can be quite difficult for people to kind of get out and do running because you've got to be really organised, I think. And I think that's the route we went down, wasn't it? But also, I think that part of it was that because you enjoyed running as well, you understood that I'd like to go for a run. So it was quite easy for us to understand each other and mm, give each other time to being... go f- go for a run. But I think yeah. the key to it was to be really organised, wasn't it? That, say, you come home and then... I'd know we'd have like a time slot of where when I would be going running, yeah, or when you would be going running or whatever, and and things like that. So, I think also, I don't know what you if you can remember that time, but (laughs) um, I think people start when you've got a little baby, you sometimes feel guilty about leaving them and. Maybe that's more for the person that's staying at home with them because they're with them all the time. I think that it can be quite hard to sort of do something that, for yourself, it feels a bit selfish, I think. But I've felt like that in the past. But over the years, I've come to terms with the idea that actually... It's better for everyone, isn't it? If you're getting out about fitness, y- your health and well-being. Mental well-being, mel- yeah. Mental well-being. And also, you know, it's a good role model for the children, mm. isn't it? To see that people are healthy, and, you know, and active. And also, a lot of the time, especially when they're babies and toddlers, they don't even realise you've gone no, out. No,
0: no, they don't. So, they don't.
1: I think some of that people feel and that prevents sure. them being able to go out and things. so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, what do you in, think? Yeah,
0: well, I suppose probably like these probably a couple of different things isn't there there's the practical uh, task of doing it so that relies on your a partner being at home to enable you to go mm. out running so for, for us it was yes I come back from work and if you were you were uh, wanting to go out in the evening you could do and I suppose then there's the bit about being actually motivated and not like obviously having young children's in, isn't it combination mm-hmm. of like busy day entertaining the children lack of sleep means that come like five six o'clock your motivation to go out for a run might be reduced but that's i suppose that's uh that's a personal hurdle to overcome Mm -hmm. is it i mean you i guess you've got a how does motivation come it comes by being more you think you're going to get more out of doing the activity than not doing it I suppose Is how did that what how did you overcome thinking like oh I'm knackered or, or was it something that you were like thought about during the day and thought oh like I'm gonna look forward to that that's a bit of time for me to do something at in the evening
1: yeah I think so I think you know it was the latter really that I was thinking well you know when you come home I've got to go and because that's my kind of slot, yeah, and yeah. not in a sort of negative way. In but a, you in just a positive knew that, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to sort of going out and doing my run, and, listening
0: to some music yeah, or a podcast or whatever.
1: Also, I had I've mentioned before that motivates me is having targets and things. So yeah. I think you mentioned I had a I had a race, race yeah. like one during one sort of maternity leap, I had a race to to work towards. But things like that, so I knew. And I I like training plans and I like, you know, organisation and that sort of thing. So I think it was that. But I think it's interesting what you say about kind of being tired and stuff. And I've spoken to someone this week that kind of saying that, you know, they're physically tired. You know, when people have got babies, they're not getting much sleep and things like that. But I felt, although we were like that, I mean, we we had sleepless nights and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost like a separate thing for me. It was like I was, I was sort of mentally tired, but physically, I was. I felt like able to go for a run. I mean, I wasn't doing marathon training or anything like that, but I felt like sort of forty-five minutes of running. It was almost like a different reserve, you know? Yeah, a different energy reserve. Yeah, Um, that you're accessing. I think the other,
0: the other thing I think you touched upon is about feeling a bit bad about it. I think what I've Come to realise, and it's probably took me a long time. So you know, we've got three children now, and and the youngest one's eight. So is that like you are allowed to sort of have your own life, even if you Mm. have children? And and that's the same, I think, if you've got a really high pressure job, or you've got pets to look Mm. after, you've got family. It's like that doesn't have to take up your whole life and you shouldn't feel guilty about doing things that you enjoy. And I, I, I suppose my experience with children is, it's sort of, almost particularly when they're little, it seems as sort of, if they're not doing every club or every activity or you're not going to every play centre, you're not taking to every baby group and you're not doing all this stuff, it's almost like you're you sort of not, doing the right thing or you're not keeping up and obviously doing those things takes time doing something like running takes time so you've got to make a compromise somewhere and protect some time for yourself but like what I've learned is like that's normal and that's okay you're sort of you're your own person the child will be their own person therefore you need to do things for you which you enjoy uh, and protect your kind of physical and, and mental well-being but it I don't know about you I take some time to get used to that I think
1: It does. Yeah, it takes some time to get used to it. And also, you know, you mentioned that you might have a high pressure job. And I think by doing something for yourself, you actually, all the other aspects of your life are improved, aren't they? You think that probably it's going to take away from other aspects of your life. Oh, I can't, I haven't got that time. I've got to like just be thinking about that. But it's actually quite a small amount of time when you think about it that you you know you might be running three hours a week or something three hours out of your week is a massive amount of time i'm psychologist by background and i've been working in behavior change in the last couple of years and things are easier to integrate into your life if they're kind of they start off small and you just add them in in very convenient little packages if mm. you like. So and then you get used to them being in, in in your life and you form a habit around those. So, you know, it's not about kind of going out for a five hour run straight away. You or going
0: running six days a week. You know, no. you know, saying, right, you know, you know, I've had my baby. Baby's gone off to nursery now, and we run every single day, and, yeah. and and setting yourself unrealistic goals. You mean? Yeah,
1: it's like you know having small goals and then building them up. So if you want to go, you might start off saying you you're going running twice a week, and just having like that slot for you to go running. Then, I mean, this works for me. it Might not work for everyone, but you know, having that, you don't have to think about it then. That's yeah, your, That's when you time, go running. Yeah. You yeah. know, everyone knows that's when you go running Every and you don't have to think about it.
0: It's interesting. So I think a couple of other things probably to think a little bit about is like the, i found for me, when I've gone out running, you do experience a bit of that guilt, but I try and like turn that into like positive thought while I'm running. So I think, right, I might be out for an hour or two, Saturday morning or something, but then... Particularly, I start thinking, oh, like what? How come? What we're going to do the rest of the day? And I suppose I get the physical enjoyment and sensation of running, endorphins, and all that. So I, I'm kind of feeling positive while I'm doing the run, and at the end of it, and then I'm able to sort of translate that into trying to then make something of the day and suggest. And I've done this a few times where I'll have been running somewhere nice, and it might be somewhere that I think, oh, we could go for a walk, come home, and then we'll go out for a walk there later on in the same day. And I suppose, or it gives you that headspace to think about. oh I'm gonna go back and like play a board game with the children Mm -hmm. you know and or something that kind of you almost you then feel like more motivated to do because you've had your time doing your thing Mm -hmm. you then feel like more all right I'm gonna kind of make sure I'm spending the rest of the day doing something that others want to do and enjoy and that, that kind of works for me the other thing I've learned is to like really be really flexible so I like I know what you're saying about having set plans and on the whole that works but I guess there's times where you might have had an ambition to do a length of run but you know, child's sick uh, partner's not very well there in bed and neither you've got to think oh like maybe I'll do something different, something shorter compromise a bit and that I think flexibility about when you go how far you go, how long that can be helpful I think when you're trying to integrate running into a busy family life and I think like I've I've found that works, that works quite well for me and not getting too set. And then I, the final thing i found really worked for me was the running commute to work. Again, that it can work for some people, not for everyone. It depends on where you work, how far it is, the route that you go and the practicalities there are. There's probably days at work where I sat, probably not being the freshest person in the office. Yeah. You know, there weren't facilities to have a shower. Yeah. I was like showering a cam sort of job, mm-hmm. uh, a locker at work, you know, running stuff in there, get changed and... You know that again. That's not to everyone's taste. I know there's people who don't want to hang around all day in when they've been like run to work and they've got the sweaty running clothes, and then they get the same sort of damp clothes out, sort mm. of seven or eight hours late, and put them back on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah not to everyone's taste.
1: Well, I used to, I used to do run, running to work, but we had a shower. Yeah, so, but I wouldn't have done it otherwise.
0: No, so 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 I found it worked for me because it overcame the time element mm-hmm. so I was out I was going to be out that time it didn't take me much longer to uh, run to work than it would to drive so it wasn't yeah. making a massive difference and also it meant I was fitting it in so that when it was the evening, it wasn't like you go out for a run, then yeah. I wanted to go out for a run. I just wanted to ask you, you know, this is not, doesn't affect us, but what about like single parents? There's plenty of single yeah. parents. How do they, what would you, you know, and you know, you've got friends, haven't you, yeah. uh, who like running, but um, are single parents, what yeah, do they think, do? Or how do they get around it? I
1: mean, I think it is difficult when you're a single parent. I've got a couple of friends that are single parents and I mean, my mum was a single parent, but she wasn't into running. So she you should know. get
0: with dot there's never too late the training plan I think it's too late from Dr. (laughs) Phyllis
1: Um, No, Um, but yeah so I think one of my friends she was talking to me about it and she said that you know she paid for a babysitter for her to go for a run but it's just kind of not really feasible is it and it makes running quite an expensive hobby if you've got to get a babysitter because they're not cheap babysitters not not good ones anyway yeah so she's she's done that before but obviously if you're in that position you can't do a training plan like we no, do when your children no. are little because it's just you know not feasible. she's got the children sort of one week she's got them all week the next week she's got them half a week so she she can't sort of stick to that but um she does go running and she she fits it in when she can when she's not got the children and I suppose and another one of my friends that's in that position she's got a turbo trainer on a bike so she does stuff at home but yeah people have
0: treadmills I suppose we've not talked about that have we that is that is it is an
1: option but not I don't I don't think I know anyone that's got a treadmill but maybe you do uh
0: no no it sounds good but yeah practically like well it's a cost isn't it then you've got to find somewhere (laughs) unless you live in sort of the like you know the Cluedo house or something there's not you know not always treadmills are big aren't they take up a lot of space hammer the floor
1: yeah so I think that we're not saying it's always easy it's not easy or even possible to do something like we do and I think it, you've got to fit it into your life, haven't you? But you've mentioned something, didn't you, about whether there was like babysitting. So I, circles I have heard of that. That's so. Uh, this running. isn't,
0: yeah, it's not something we've done, is it? But no. I have heard of, of kind of across just reading about running and and whatnot. People who are in running clubs almost have a yeah babysitting circle within the running club, and that could, I guess, that could really help. Well, it could help anyone, in particular. I guess we're talking about single parents, but but anyone who's got a responsibility and a regular responsibility at home and but they need someone to help yeah. to get out and running and then you repay the favor so it's not a cash arrangement it's mm. a time arrangement you know I'll you know babysit for you for an hour when I'm going to go for a run and then swap it over another time
1: yeah yeah and I mean all of this applies to anything, doesn't it? Not just having I so. baby like yeah. small children and stuff, but it, Puppies, you know it kittens. Yeah, but also elderly relatives Relative, and yeah. and jobs as well yeah. that my brother works night, yeah. you know, so to fit his training and stuff in it's you know it has to Dif- change every week and you know things like that. So there's all, all sorts of different things that can kind of disrupt, you know, how your your training goes. But,
0: but um, I guess ultimately you need to still even with even if you can Find your way around those challenges. The motivation then to use this, you've got to find the time. So we're saying, think people can find the time and there's some ways around it, but you've got to then want to use that time to go out running, haven't you, and be yeah. motivated?
1: As your children get older, the opportunities for you to kind of go...
0: Leave them at home alone. Well,
1: leave them at home alone, but also... Um, you can take them to clubs and things, yeah. can't you? So I used, uh, last year when I was training for the marathon, our eldest, Beck, he needed to go and do cricket nets over, oh, yeah. yeah, like sort of inside a sort of warehouse. Um, and I used to take him there and I used to go and do intervals, an interval session, sort of round and round, where he was doing his, his cricket. Um, and that was, you know, for about an hour. I, I sometimes like, I sometimes came back and he was sat in the car waiting, but you know there's think there's opportunities like that as your kids get older aren't there that you know, when you take them to clubs and things, you can go for a run while they're there.
0: Yeah. So. And we've tried, and the other thing, of course, you can do when your kids get older is if you want to get them interested in running, you mm-hmm. can go out for a run with them. And we yeah. have done a little bit of that, probably yeah. with with like limited success, probably. Mm-hmm. Over the summer, I was off, off work and kids were off school and Jesse wanted to go out running. And we did, Um we were going to do a mile a day and we probably did it did it like three or four times a week over the six week holidays. And that. It's sort of enjoy- enjoyable. Um, I do some running, encouraging him to do some running. And then obviously if you, if then your kids get really interested, you can take them to running clubs and get them into that. And it, And then again, that's another opportunity if you've taken them for a, a running club for an hour you can have a run while they're doing their training and things like that yeah
1: yeah beck's done our eldest, he's 14 now but over, over the years from about the age of 10 he's done a few 5ks hasn't yeah he, and yeah, things has, like that yeah. you know and
0: we've talked yeah. to a few races as well that's the other <laughs> thing so we've talked a lot about training but i guess for like lots of people training's about with a goal isn't it of a race yeah. at the end of it mm-hmm. traditionally we've like we'd never really do the same races do we for the reasons of like children yeah. and so we're either one of us would just go and do the race alone or go with a friend or whatever or we've been to quite a few all together haven't we but Mm. one of us does would do the race and then the others are uh, supporting him the children seem to have kind of they're like giving out the high fives and sweets and that sort of stuff to runners so they have got it they've been sort of got into that haven't they over the years and
1: some of the bigger races have got quite a lot of stuff for children to do it's quite sort of encouraging free stuff people to bring their children uh, so they've got like stalls and yeah the free stuff the, the kids like mm. going around and getting the free stuff and people don't seem to mind giving them the free no. stuff spinners and the, yeah, the seem the spinner, spinners seem to be a big qu- thing that yeah, yeah. they win a prize win a prize like yeah. might be a
0: water bottle a pen a pair of socks or whatever yeah, yeah they seem they've to won love that yeah. yeah they
1: love all that sort of stuff so yeah I mean this year we've monopolised the holidays haven't we, we with, have. with races so in April we went to New York and then Boston for the Boston Marathon uh, but the kids did want to go to New York? Yeah, we had just, a great. They they enjoyed the holiday in New York, Boston probably was bit... less so. Yeah, there's
0: but... <laughs> pretty more to do with where we stayed. Yeah, um, we stayed in a bit of yeah, like a bit, bit of a strange area, part but of we... town. But um, the but the race like festival was great, wasn't it? Was, it was, the and Expo there was a spinner. And there was and they, a spinner. Yeah, they brought we came home quite free stuff,
1: quite a lot of merch, didn't they? Yeah, yeah so they And then the, we that.
0: supported the race, right? And like we really enjoyed that. That's, yeah. I think what I've kind of realised, particularly with some of these big races, like being to London Marathon a couple of times, Manchester, Boston, is the experience as a spectator is like, is different to the experience as a racer. You know, it's sort of, for one, you get to like, usually see the elite athletes, whereas when you're running the race, you don't really see that, mm, do you? You know, yeah. you kind of, so you get, you kind of experience both uh, witnessing an elite sporting event in the mm-hmm. same way you would if you were in a stadium or a football match or something like that. So you're seeing some of the best runners in the world. But then you also get to see your own family member running. and But then you get to cheer on people who are like just all different, Kind of ages, ethnicities, um, you know, all trying to achieve whatever their goal is. And the sort of positivity around the crowds, like, it's quite unusual. You don't experience that at many sporting events. You know, Mm -hmm. if you go and watch a football match, like, these waves of positivity, but the underlying feeling is like, it can get negative, quite negative negative yeah. like, it is nothing like that watching uh, one of these big marathons it's like super super positive for every athlete people cheering people's names uh, the amazing the number of strangers who'll be willing to high five a sort of child whose uh, arm's sticking over the <laughs> the fence so like I I really love that Boston was brilliant for that it's probably the biggest sort of most supported running event I can recall and we couldn't mm-hmm. get we were about so much so that we took ages to get to the finish. We was, we had to stand about a mile from the finish, and then by the time we got to the finish, you had gone sort of grey and blue, and were yeah, wearing your foil coat in the rain. I was rain. so cold. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was. I was sort of on the verge of not being very well. I think. I, I think you know, hypothermia was. Uh, yeah, was and so on then the cards. we went for. It Pints took me a while. well yeah beer and a, well, yeah, a burger think, mm, after yeah. a
0: coffee to warm you yeah, up. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was, uh, needed warming up, but yeah. So, so that uh, was one holiday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, then the next holiday was to France, wasn't it? To yeah, Chamonix, to Mont Chamonix, Mont Blanc. Yeah, to yeah. So to, you could do the ultra tour of Mont yeah, Blanc. Yeah,
0: so I did the CCC race as part of the UTMB festival. So that starts in Cormailleur in Italy, goes through Champagne Lac in Switzerland and finishes back in Chamonix in France. And I think we'll do an episode on Ultras. I'll talk a lot more detail about that race then. But it was, uh, yeah, so a 100 kilometre race, a fantastic experience. And again, that was probably, it kind of, although we had a week's holiday and the race was at the end of that week. The whole experience was really good, mm. wasn't it? And again, uh, Chamonix is a beautiful place, set in the Alps, so incredible scenery, a brilliant sort of race expo, wasn't it? It was open for like a week with lots of stalls, um, you know, games, stuff for kids, free stuff, all that sort of thing. And just a kind of real brilliant vibe. And uh, and it also it was a kind of weird race. Again, you get that experience of seeing elite athletes win the races, but it was so non-barriered or anything Mm. like that you will it was a bit like if people have watched like the tour de france and where the crowds converge on the cyclist it was a bit like that Mm. wasn't it sort of there was a tunnel of people from the last sort of half a mile of the race around the runners and the runners were high-fiving everyone and it was a real sort of buzz, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was It was really good and the kids really loved that, didn't they? You know, supporting the runners and, you know, they'd get a lot of, out of that. And also Chamonix is a real kind of, you know, activity place, isn't yeah, it? So there was a really nice pool yeah. that they enjoyed, sort of a, a fun pool with a slide and stuff and then an outdoor swimming pool that was pretty cold, wasn't it? But um, yeah you know swimming with the view, the oh, alps brilliant. is uh Incredible. fantastic so yeah we've kind of
0: so we've been selfish i suppose yeah, is one way to look at it yeah but, yeah but they,
1: they've not complained no have they you. haven't I they've, think been they've to, enjoyed
0: themselves they've been
1: to new york boston and chamonix
0: i think there's a couple of other things we've not yet talked about we've we've thought about if you're doing physical exercise uh, and i guess it's particularly around if you've got children there's something about role modeling to children that's a good thing i don't know if our kids are re- want to do running or that interested or Mm. not or you know it's hard to gauge but I suppose almost like not really worry about that this isn't about us trying to influence their enjoyment and behavior I guess it's trying to we're demonstrating like well like looking after your bodies are like a sensible thing to do and hopefully some of that will be seeping into their minds do you think yeah
1: I think so and I think they do think it's normal to go out for a run they don't think that it's weird that You'd be no. out for three, four hours running, no. like they just think well that that's what people do, and then they'll tell you about other people that like running, and as they get older, they'll make their own Decide decisions about whether they them. you know they enjoy mm. it or not. I don't think it can do any harm, can it
0: no, no, it can't, and then the final thing I was going to mention, and we probably should have said this earlier was around buggy running, so that oh, I don't yeah. think that's something weird. we never did but you do see a lot of people doing it and I think particularly at park runs it's quite common isn't it so this is another way of creating time isn't it so Mm -hmm. you've got you've got to look after your toddler your baby then you know strap them into the buggy and race around high speed around Mm -hmm. the course with them hoping that they don't bounce out we had that we did have a push chair that came apart actually with a yeah. with our youngest in it yeah, uh, but not uh, while we were running we were just pushing it no, over a, no. pushing it over a curb and yeah uh, yeah he said about that better yeah. really the he's all right apart, he's fine. But he's, as far as we know he's all right no yeah. lasting damage yeah so i think should we have a like a little bit of a recap then so i think we're kind of saying it's about trying to make time and find time isn't it around your busy life and there's different ways you can do that depending on your circumstances whether you've got a partner or not and or whether you've got children or not or what your commitments are
1: you know it's about kind of being fair to each other as well isn't it so you've both in a relationship yeah, yeah. in a relationship so you both have equal amount of time to have time to yourself really and it, it might be that your partner isn't a runner I've got friends that their partners aren't runners and it's kind of i think that's been more difficult for mm. them than it has been for us because because it's the same thing it's kind of easier to negotiate if you like but i think you can sort of negotiate your time when you can go and do something and then i find it easier to know what i'm doing each week but it doesn't have to be set in stone your partner might want to go off and do something different be into football or they might be into going well, shopping they like
0: football as well and that also takes up a lot of time <laughs> um. well,
1: and they have to get up really early in the morning before yeah. anyone wakes up and go running,
0: or insist that everyone drive back from a nice weekend away really early mm. in the morning just to go and play a game of football. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, so, so I think it's about yeah, like you say, being fair to yourself and making the you know making the time and using that time wisely. And I think. Again, we've probably touched a bit on the past and I'm sure we will in the future is to progress at running and improve, it's not necessarily about running five, six times a week, is it? You can do really good training off two or three runs a week if those runs are specific. So that that's something to think about when time's pressured, but you might have a goal. It's like being specific with the time, how you use the time mm-hmm. you've got um, to train up for the goal that you've got. And I being
1: think. consistent. I think it's very difficult to train for something if you're having like two, three weeks off in the middle yeah better to do those two or three runs every yeah. week rather than doing six runs one week and then having two weeks off isn't yeah. it
0: yeah and if anyone has got a treadmill i'd be interested to know how it goes uh you can contact us at running partners at outlook.com i'd be really just keen to see can, can you make a treadmill works obviously that is a if you can that is an easy way to get around a lot of what we've talked about mm. isn't its is you can go running at your leisure within your own house anyway so i think we've probably come to the end of that topic for today was there anything else you wanted to mention Alison?
1: Yeah I just wanted to say thanks to everyone for listening really nice feedback again this week and people enjoyed the track Episode So thanks so much for the feedback. And also, I just wanted to say thanks to all the international listeners that we've got. We've got some info on analytics as well. And we've got listeners in Canada, USA, Japan, all over, really. Spread the word. If you like our podcast, then tell your friends and uh, get them to listen and subscribe. Just uh, one more thing. Just want to say good luck. It's cross-country this weekend, but I can't do it because Paul's doing clown half marathon as he's mentioned oh you'll get to watch jesse
0: play football and scream and shout at him from the sidelines
1: and just watch jesse play football i think (laughs) yeah so good luck to the team doing the cross country and anyone else who's doing any
0: races if you've got race results let us know email us with how you've got on
1: and we'll see you next time
0: bye bye thanks for listening to running partners we hope you enjoyed the show If you did, please leave us a rating or review, tell your friends and help us build the Running Partners community. You can email us at at runningpartners@outlook.com with any comments, questions, feedback or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes. You can find us on Instagram at 26.2 and Gris Running and we're also on Strava and all the links are in the show notes. See you soon for the next episode of Running Partners.